0: felt like someone was watching. Something was watching.
1: We've seen some eyes which were glowing a bright red.
0: Welcome everyone. You're listening to This Sasquatch Show. Brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot. Sit back and enjoy. Enjoy.
2: So basically, this happens along the Niagara Escarpment. Of course, I'm not giving exact locations, but there's a lot of people believe that there's the corridor along the Bruce Trail. So the first actual visual encounter would probably go back about a good 25 years. And we were coming back at night, not nighttime, but dusk around mid-February from uh, school, and we took the back roads. We didn't feel like taking the highway. And I'd say about that time of year, there was probably about a good, had to be a foot and a half of snow still in the fields. Now, there's one spot where there's two clumps of trees. There may be about, i say about 100 meters apart, give or take. And now this area where we've seen something walking we've also found prints around the same area so we're driving just about dusk uh i can't remember if my dad or somebody else are driving but we've seen this figure probably about six and a half to seven feet (coughs) with uh it looked actually like a long shaky uh fur coat and um i said to my brother my brother goes look at that idiot walking through the field in a $2,000 fur coat. He's going to get it ruined. And we stopped the car and said, why would somebody be walking through almost three feet of snow in a fur coat? And it was actually lasted maybe less than about two minutes and just casually walked into the next strand of trees. And that was my big visual encounter.
0: Did it make any gestures or did it look at you guys or acknowledge you guys in any way?
2: Uh, No, it was like it was on, it actually looked, it was just like on a stroll on its own little business and didn't expect to see anybody. Now, we got to remember, it was probably, like I said, about 5.30, so the sun was just starting to go down.
0: Yeah, and and for the listeners, though, obviously, you know, when winter's around, the, the sun goes down a lot quicker. So 5.30 is starting to get, it should be pretty dark by then,
2: yeah. Yeah, just about dusk, like getting dark, dark.
0: So, so did you guys do any follow-up? Did you get out and maybe look for some prints, or, or was there anything like that?
2: Uh, no, at that time, we didn't actually get out to go look for prints. And I think, if my memory's correct, probably about a day and a half later, it got really warm out, and then the snow melted, so. Oh, okay.
0: So did you guys tell anybody, or what did you, did you talk to anybody about it?
2: Actually, no, me and my actually brother and friends actually kept it quite quiet. But then again, we got to remember back at that time, there wasn't the internet or all the social media, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and did you guys, did you know what Sasquatch was before? before? You oh, yes, we did. Yeah, and did you kind of realize somewhere during your sighting, like,
2: whoa, that's what that is? Yeah, I clicked in and went, oops, it's not what we thought.
0: <laughs> it never is. <laughs> Yeah, it it's uh it usually takes people by quite the surprise when you actually just kind of when your brain kind of clicks in and says, "Oh, that's what that is." Yeah. Yeah. So, did, could you make up any details of the creature when it was walking, like uh, the ha- color of the hair, maybe, or or the, any features on the body? Like, was its arms long, or was it muscular? That that sort of thing.
2: Actually, I would describe it as probably would be young, maybe a juvenile. Uh, not very heavy. And like I said, the first thought, it looked like a very tall basketball player. Yeah. It looked like a very tall basketball player, but then when everything clicked in, we're like, there's no reason for somebody to be standing in the middle of a field. Yeah. Is this- uh, arms were probably maybe down to its knees.
0: Oh, wow. Those are really long. Yeah. And what about its hair color? Could you make that out? Uh
2: I'm trying to see. I would go with maybe a a very dark brown. Not black, but more on the dark chestnut brown.
0: And and how far away was it from you guys?
2: Uh maybe about 150 meters.
0: Yeah, that's 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 fairly close. Now you mentioned somewhere in our conversations, you, you've you actually seen other uh, had other happenings going on with, with these creatures. Would you mind telling us about those?
2: Okay, I'll go back. I'll, I'll make it brief so I won't take up a lot of time. I'll go back to the first time. Uh, I would say me, my brother and friend, were maybe I'd say about 12, maybe 11, and we went for a hike. Now, part of the area we hiked belonged to the Boy Scouts of Canada. And we were walking, it would be, I don't remember, it was either November or, like I said, February, one of those two days, because it wasn't really, really cold. And a brief snowstorm moved in. Now, we could hear probably about a minute behind us, something following us. Now, we thought at first maybe it was like somebody taking care of the property, trying to catch us being where we're not supposed to be. But the snow started coming in very heavy. We went in and hid in this type of cabin that's on the property. And we went behind the little counter and hid. Now we could hear along the porch, something walking back and forth. And my best describes is when you can't find something and you're in a huff and you breathe through very heavy through your nose like you're trying to find something. And that's what we could hear outside. Now, you gotta remember being eleven years old, we thought we pulled a fast one on was following us. And it wasn't till after we heard something walk away, our friend goes, Isn't it funny that we fooled this person? And it was actually my brother goes, Why didn't the person open the door? And then we went outside, there was big disordered footprints.
0: Oh wow. And can you like were they like actual footprint footprints or
2: yeah, but it was kind of slushy, but, and then it clicked in, like I said, it didn't click into later on. Like, if the person was following us, obviously they would try and open the door know where we are. Yeah, that,
0: that's, uh, were there any other kind of noises or anything like Like
2: No, it's just a huffing in, like when you're really, like I said, usually like when you're really disturbed and you're trying to find something around the house and you breathe very heavy through your nose when you're trying to find something.
0: Actually, I, I, yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: there was that one. I know my brother said he's seen something similar running back and forth across the road years ago. Is the uh, area
0: that you live in, is it fairly wooded?
2: Uh, we do have a provincial park not too far from us. I mean, it's starting to get built up now, but I can, remember, uh, I can remember my dad saying before it was the like actual provincial park. People actually hunt there, and there was a part of a land where he said even my uncle's hunting dogs—they'd come to a line, they would sit right down, and they would refuse to go into this little triangle.
0: Have so there been I many asked, reports
2: in that area? Do you know, actually, we've had a few reports in the area.
0: And, and what kind? What, have you have you heard any hearsay about what's going on there?
2: Have I heard any what?
0: Have you heard any any of the reports that are going on there from other locals? Oh, yeah, I do.
2: I follow, uh, of course, you know I belong to Bigfoot, Ontario, but there's also the website, and I follow it from time to time. And I know there's been a few other people who said they've uh, found structures and that they've heard stuff that's basically been unexplained.
0: Was your sighting, was that kind of the catalyst that kind of made you get really involved in, in the well, not so much involved, but, like, very curious about the the Sasquatch community?
2: Oh, no, I started reading that when I couldn't have been no more than about nine years old. (laughs) I started, used to get the books from the library. It sounds, yeah, that sounds like money as well, yeah. Yeah, and it just intrigued me.
0: Yeah, there was something about, I remember reading a book, I can't remember what the title was, but it it was full of, like, um, supernatural stories, like, I had one chapter on the Loch Ness Monster, one on Bigfoot, one on, you know, the New Jersey Devil, that type of thing, and for some reason, the, the Sasquatch Bigfoot um, chapter really stuck out for me. And I've just kind of been fascinated ever since. So I'm assuming it's kind of the similar situation for you as well, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had some sightings going back as far as, and there's a town, Camden, not too far away, in about 1968, uh, three, there was three or four sightings by people.
0: Oh, wow. I'd love to hear more about that.
2: Yeah, it's on their website. Now, for footprints, and actually, I can send you a picture of them later on. I found them. Uh, I was up at uh there was a reservoir not far from us. I was up with a friend, and uh, she pointed down and said, that looks kind of odd. There's footprints like three feet out of shore because the water dropped. And then I got out and looked at them, and I was like looking around going, now, this shoreline is all covered with, like, broken glass, and it's something where you would not take your shoes off and walk. So what I did is I took some pictures, I had them measured, I sent them off as, uh, had somebody look at them, and they come back as uh, non-humanoid.
0: Oh, wow. Was there, that was just a final verdict on that, was non-humanoid?
2: Yep. They said it wasn't human footprints.
0: So let me ask you one question here. Um, Okay. How has is, how is the Sasquatch, has it changed you in any
2: way? I've always been a nature person. So I've always, I mean, from what I can remember from me when I was little, I always knew there's more out there than what we know.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of forest
2: that, that just
0: no man has ever touched or laid a foot on. So there, there's so much of that in Canada that it, it's, there, there's got to be stuff out there that we've never seen before.
2: Yeah, and I always believe until they prove otherwise, then I'll continue to believe what I saw.
0: What do you think Sasquatch
2: is exactly? (sighs) Oh, there's so many theories. For me personally, I could think, I mean, some people say it could be alien, it could be this. I just think it could be a a lost humanoid race that managed to stay quiet for thousands of years. Yeah. I don't think they're much different from us.
0: Well, they definitely have the same body type, and 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 by that I don't mean size. Obviously, they're quite they're they're much larger than we are, but you know they have the walk upright, you know, long arms, that sort of thing.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: When when you had your sighting, could you make out any features on its face?
2: Oh no, the face was turned. Oh okay, okay.
0: Yep. And what about this, what about its head? I, mean, can I have this theory that. Uh, Certain regions
2: you know they um
0: evolved differently, so like his head did they have a round head or was it kind of pointy?
2: I would probably go more with the pointy type
0: do you, like like a like a gorillas almost
2: yeah, close to it, yeah, that sounds uh
0: that sounds about right with everything else I've been wondering about, yeah it seems like uh they different regions they all look, kind of look differently, so. Well, Michelle, I want to say thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you. Yeah, and if you have any other sightings or encounters, definitely get in touch with me. Now maybe we can talk about it a little more.
2: Well, when I get a chance, I can let you know everything in the last 30-something years that's happened around this area.
0: Oh, are you kind of the uh, the quote-unquote the historian for for Sasquatch in that area?
2: Well, there's a, there's a few other people that keep an eye on it. Oh, okay. Yep.
0: Well, let them get or definitely get them to get in touch with me. I'm I'm always looking for more information. I'm trying to figure out. I want more uh, information from the other side of the country from where I am. So, yeah, the the more eastern sightings, the better for me.
2: Okay, if I can find anything, I'll let you know.
0: Okay, and for the listeners, just hang in there. We'll be right back. Stay there.
1: My name is Chris Poche. Uh, Approximately 30 years ago, I was driving on the Monashie Pass. It was uh, a little after midnight, and uh, I came around a very sharp 30-kilometer corner. And in front of me, I seen something approximately, I would say, guess, eight feet tall. Shoulders had to be four feet across, I'd guess 400 to 450 pounds and it basically took three steps or three running steps probably uh covered an area of about 40 feet and it jumped over a bank uh it never looked at me i didn't uh have any visual eye contact with it but uh it scared the crap out of me i turned the corner there was a place to pull over that i was going to stop and get a drink of water from and uh I was too scared. I just kept going. <laughs> and that's, uh, I uh, got close to the cusp to the ferry and um, I stayed in my car. I was too scared
0: to get out. Oh, wow. That really that's had an impact point. on you.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I've told a few people in my life, but uh, not too many. And uh, most of them, of course, roll their eyes and <laughs> don't believe me. But
0: well, that's, I see something. Did you you uh, yeah. kept this pretty close to your chest for for thirty years?
1: Yeah, pretty close. I've told the odd person, but uh, not too many people will hear about it.
0: Well, I'm very privileged then that you have come on my show to to talk about it. I, I appreciate it.
1: Oh, I appreciate you uh, allowing me to. It's a privilege to be here.
0: You know what? I, I I talked to a gentleman a few episodes ago, and I I can't remember which number it was, but. Um, He was kind of in the same boat. Like 30 years ago, he was hitchhiking to Expo 86 and he saw, he had an encounter and he kept it pretty close to his chest as well for that long. And then it was a great relief for him to actually be able to speak about it. And, you know, maybe that's something that you kind of fall in the same boat under. It's just something that uh, you get to a certain age, I suppose, right? And it just, you don't care what other people think anymore.
1: Yeah, I know what I've seen. You know, it certainly wasn't a bear. A lot of people tell me, oh, it was probably a bear. Well, it didn't run like a bear, I tell you that.
0: And it, it, was, it was on two legs, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely on uh, bipedal and uh, running on two legs, just like a human.
0: And, and I know it's 30 years ago, but I was wondering, like, maybe you could go back and, and maybe describe its body a little bit. Like, was it muscular? Was it, like like thick was it barrel chested but like the arms did they reach down to its knees that type of thing
1: you know they they did come probably in between its waist and its knees um it was i couldn't tell if it was dark brown or black it was uh very muscular like i said it would the shoulders had to be at least four feet across uh i would say the Arms, if I could compare them, I would say to, yeah, I don't want to say an ice cream pail, but they were pretty big. The legs were probably ice cream pails, you know, at the top of the legs. But uh, it was definitely, I would guess, 400 to 450 pounds and had to be at least eight feet tall.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, it sounds about like a, like a late kind of teenager, like almost a young adult uh from just from the description that you're you're telling me with about the size of the creature yeah
1: definitely long hair you know i mean it was long and shaggy and i didn't it was it was about a two to two and a half second sighting maybe and uh like i said as long as it took to take well the the fourth step it was down the bank and gone but um, yeah, it scared me, whatever it was. Uh, I've seen a lot of animals in the wild. I grew up in British Columbia and, uh, I've never seen anything like this.
0: Yeah, exactly. And how long did it take you kind of to, to process exactly what it is you saw?
1: Uh, I would say a matter of seconds, really, you know, after I, cause I came around, it was a left-hand turn. I came around, uh, I was probably doing a little over the speed limit it was a very sharp corner over the bridge uh middle of the night nobody was around and uh, middle of the Monashee pass i was i was uh, just past the cherryville cafe um gold pan cafe basically um yeah i came around the corner and there it was i probably for about two and a half to three seconds it was in my visual sight it dropped over the bank and the road went to the right and dropped down and it was like all within a matter of uh, four or five seconds it kind of clicked and i thought to myself was that really what i just thought it was and and yeah i i swear to this day it was a big or a sasquatch or i've uh, talked like i said I've, I've talked to a few people one of my close friends i grew up with i mentioned it to him probably about 10 years after i seen mine and he looked at me with a funny look and he said uh me and another fellow that i also knew seen one i'm not going to mention names but they both seen one just above camloops uh, and they're riding dirt bikes and they seen it uh cover probably about 3 or 400 yards in a matter of you know 30 or 40 seconds, and uh, they stood there with their mouth open, looking. And one fellow looked at the other, and he looked back, and then he said, What do you think it is? And he looked back at his friend, and his friend was already running home. Oh, and wow. uh, they never did talk to each other again about it. And I was the only one he ever told. So, well,
0: wow, wow, I'd love to talk to your friend. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe I can uh, get him your name and uh see if he will talk to you or not.
0: Yeah, There's a few
1: people actually, but
0: uh, that'd be appreciated, yeah. Let me let me ask bad. you something here. Like that's you know, like the then like what did you think of of Sasquatch before? Did you did you really know much about them or or was it just kind of a urban legend at that point
3: to you?
1: Well, you know, I I had heard about them. I'd seen uh the documentaries on TV, you know, the original footage. Uh, years ago, and I think it was down at the coast somewhere.
0: Are you talking about uh, the, the the Patty uh, Patterson-Gimlin footage? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 1967 Better. in California, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, uh,
1: you know, I've seen that. And uh, The the few people I talked to, I got to know a few natives down near Bella Coola. I grew up near there, and they swear that that's part of their you know they they uh <laughs> they cherish them or you know they they know they're there and uh that's just part of their people yeah i guess
0: I, yeah i've, I've talked i've talked to a few people from uh that whole area down on like in the lower mainland and one of the mm-hmm. reasons or one of the questions i get asked it, it, when i ask them if they want to come on the show is like well why and it's because well you know i find it fascinating and and to them it's like well why why do you find it fascinating everybody knows they're there it's it's not that big of a deal to them right and well I shouldn't say that it is a big deal it's really a huge part of their culture but what I mean by that is that like um, it's not very uncommon to have sightings or have interactions with them so it's not really considered you know um, why would you want to talk about it it's just something that that goes on every you know what I mean and that, that I find that absolutely fascinating so yeah yeah. Yeah,
1: that's I get the same take on it actually. They uh they you know, they didn't run around telling people about it, but it was definitely part of their culture and part of their heritage and it was uh a common thing that seen, you know, and I mean they just believe it's like one of their gods. Yeah. And yeah.
0: uh yeah, let me ask you something else. Um these like what do you like? What do you think are these? What do you think these creatures are? And and I'm, tr- I'm not trying not to steal from another podcast that asked that very question, but it's kind of uh, imperative to to the follow up question that's coming, which is, you know, it just you, you see they they could have waited until you drove past before they ran across the road, but for some reason, like drive by sightings happen quite often, and it it's kind of um, uh, not very indicative of being a, a, a creature that wants to stay hidden right like when it runs across when it runs across a road in full view like so right. like what, what do you make of these of these creatures like do you think that they're they're um extremely intelligent or, or do you think they're basic animals like deers or 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 moose or something like that
1: you know uh my take on everything is that uh they're another wild animal that is we haven't discovered yet I mean, some people have seen them, some people haven't, some people claim to. Uh, I mean, I'm on a few big fight or Bigfoot uh, sites on Facebook, and some of the stories on there are like it almost makes you think that they're making fun of them. But um, you know, half half the group is making fun of the people, and half of them are telling their side of their stories. And, <laughs> and uh, I've I don't know. You know, it's. Uh, Every other animal, probably, that lives on land, we've almost seen. But this one, definitely, we haven't found bones or DNA or too much else. So either they're dealing with their own bodies or uh, they're hiding them well.
0: Yeah, but like, so you don't think that they're highly intelligent or anything like that?
1: I think they must be intelligent, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to stay away from us and... I mean, there's still tribes over in Africa or, you know, places like middle of middle of the jungle that uh, people don't even know about still. So,
0: yeah, we're, we're uh, modern man really hasn't kind of laid a foot on. Yeah, I understand.
1: Yeah, no, there's a lot of land just in British Columbia. I mean, I think only two percent of B.C.'s owned privately. So uh, that leaves a lot of uh, natural forest for them to hide in and. I mean, if a grizzly bear or any other, like a badger or anything like that can make it out there, I don't see why a Bigfoot couldn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Great point. So let me ask mm-hmm. you another question here, Chris. Is um, Do you consider yourself um, fortunate or unfortunate that you had this
1: sighting? I would think I'm pretty fortunate. I mean, something allowed me to see it. I don't know why or, or or why still to this day, really, I don't even know what it was. But in my eyes, it's a Bigfoot. Um, anybody can try and say, oh, it's this or it's that. But it doesn't matter what you say. You'll never take that image out of my brain.
0: It'll always be there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, let me ask you this one other last question before I let you go here chris sure did it, did your sighting did it change you in any way has it like did it open your eyes to new things or did it become or did it become something that you know you got to stay keep this hidden or was it did it affect your life in any any other way
1: uh, no you know really I wouldn't say it it changed me other than to believe in things that I would never normally believe in um I'm not saying there's unicorns or nothing like that, but, you know, uh, whatever I
0: see. I think that might be a subject for another podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably. I can't say I've seen those, but definitely uh, I've seen a Bigfoot, and I would uh, swear on my life I've seen it. There's nothing that can change me or my mind. Um, I was so scared that I drove 80 kilometers, and I still never got out of my car. I, uh, I mean, I'm six foot four and I'm 230 pounds, <laughs> spent a lot of time in the bush and, uh, it's going to take a lot to, to, uh, make me not curious. I, you know, quite often in my life, I often thought, should I have stopped and looked over that bank? Uh, nothing would make me, there was no reason for me to turn around. <laughs>
0: So did you stay out of the woods for a while after that?
1: Uh, no, I enjoy the woods. I enjoy being outside, you know, I've, uh, I grew up around Kamloops in the area and I, I was a danger tree climber for about 25 years for BC Hydro. And I worked uh, right across Canada, really. And, uh, I love hunting, fishing, just being out in the woods and, um, I've never seen a cougar. I know they're out there. <laughs> I've never seen one in real life, though. So, well,
0: you consider yourself it, lucky then, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. Am I lucky not to see one of them, but lucky to see what I did see? So I guess there's a few ways to look at it. But it's uh, it, it, it won't ever deter me from being out there. I hope I see something again. Um, hopefully it's friendly. <laughs> that's all I care.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure about the friendly part. I think more of the, uh, you know, get away from me is more of their attitude towards us. But I, I could be yeah. wrong. <laughs> you may be the first person to run into a friendly bigfoot that takes you in and feeds you a meal before sending you on your way home.
1: Yeah, no, he can have my fish even. I don't care what <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him a meal. Not a worry, as long as I'm not his meal. <laughs> it's all
0: I care about. Yeah, exactly. Well, Chris, I want to say thank you for, for taking the time. That was really, I really appreciate you, you taking the time tonight to talk to me.
1: Hey, it's uh, great to talk to you, Sheldon. No worries.
0: And uh, for the listeners, just hang in there. We're going to be right back. Stay there. And we're back, everyone. We are on the home stretch. And I'm glad to have on the phone today, we have Shelly Brienza from all the way over there in New York. And she is the author of Bigfoot and Me. It is a children's book. Uh, welcome to the show, Shelly. Thanks for being here.
3: Thank you for having me. Oh, My pleasure.
0: Oh, the pleasure is all mine, believe me. So wh- let's uh, get right into this. Tell me, why did you write a, a children's book about uh, Bigfoot?
3: I felt it was important that children not have a fear associated with Bigfoot. I wanted to teach them a little bit about Bigfoot in a gentle manner. Throughout the book, I put little tidbits of actual facts that are known about Bigfoot or Sasquatch, as you call it, Um, just to kind of quiet that fear down a little bit.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And and if I may add, um, one of the goals that I had when I I started this podcast was to kind of normalize the 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 subject of sasquatch within um the mainstream um audience will say Let, let's let's say just non believers and people who are kinda on the fence about believing, but you know people do have to realize that these creatures are out there and what better way to introduce sasquatch talk is to present it to children um you know I'm doing it myself with my own children and my grandchildren so I applaud you for for doing such a thing
3: thank you i agree it's something that needs to be discussed because I think a good majority of people around the world are coming to realize that there really is something lurking around in the woods, but not necessarily in a negative way.
0: I, you know what? I couldn't have said that better myself. That's perfect. Let me ask you, Shelley. What got you in, interested in the whole subject of Sasquatch to begin with?
3: Actually, I was. Um, somebody reached out to me to publish their book, and the whole baseline of the a book series was cryptids, and I was like, "What's a cryptid?" Because I had never really heard that term before. And the backdrop of the story is to do with Sasquatch or Bigfoot, among other characters. But I ended up learning a lot through him, as well as another author that wrote another book about Bigfoot, and that was a factual book. So it just it just seemed to kind of Come my way. I always had a curiosity about it anyways.
0: Have you uh, acted on that curiosity at all? Have you gone up looking? Have you, you searched up more videos or accounts or anything like that?
3: Oh, yeah. I've looked all over YouTube and every kind of Bigfoot show that's out there, like Bigfoot expedition shows. I watch those type of shows. It's just really fascinating. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it it is. And it's quite addicting once when when you start getting into it. <laughs>
3: It is. It's like you can't even drive down the road without checking out the edges of the, <laughs> the field line or, oh, there's a ridge up there.
0: <laughs> you never know what you'll see. I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I do the same <laughs> thing. You know, when I'm driving to you know, wherever and we're on the highway, I'll be scanning the tree line or, or, you know, up top in the mountains, I'll be looking for, for uh, tracks in the snow. And I, I never do see anything, mm-hmm. but I can't help but have a look. I just, I want to see. So um, you never
3: know, right?
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, So without giving too much away, you mentioned earlier that you included facts in your book. What kind of facts did you include?
3: Little things like if, I mean, the story is based on a little girl having a friendship with a Sasquatch or Bigfoot and their little adventure through the woods. So we're just explaining some of the things that you might see in the woods that a Sasquatch would inherently show you like their foot size and you know the footprint is going to be large or they move sticks or tree branches in a certain shape which is another cue that might be something in the woods but nothing that would really be scary
0: yeah that was actually going to be my next question is if anything kind of scary was in there and and I'm glad you said there's not because you know I think um, teaching children at that age, you know, that the, these things are to be feared, is I think, in the wrong direction to go. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, where can people buy your book?
3: They can find that book as well as as well as some other paranormal books that I've written under Shelley Brienza or Shelley D Brianza
0: on Amazon. Yeah, and you know what? I've seen it in Amazon Canada. And I think I'm going to order, yes. it. you know, it's just, uh, I want, my granddaughter is, um, she's quite fascinated with Sasquatch. She does her own little cute little Sasquatch howl. And <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to get <laughs> it to her, yeah, for her as a, as an Easter gift. So, uh, we'll, we'll, no we'll, I'll definitely plug or I'll promote the, uh, your book. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave the description and, or the link in the description below. Um, but you, you said you wrote other books.
3: Yeah, I wrote uh, a book called Paranormal Presence, which is. Five different authors, including myself, uh, wrote different stories of various experiences to do with paranormal activity or UFOs, even. So that that's really interesting. I'll it, cover quite a bit in there.
0: Yeah, it sounds to me like you you really got your toes dipped into the into the uh, quote unquote supernatural. Would that be fair to say? Yes. Well, definitely. What what led you down that road, if you don't mind me asking?
3: No, that's fine. It, I had a personal experience, just probably like many others have. As a child, I saw something <laughs> next to my bed. Um, I stood there for a while. It was like a big black figure. Of course, I freaked out and I hid under my covers and was hoping it would go away. And when I peeked down my covers again, it was standing at the foot of my bed. So that wasn't too good of an experience, but that's perfect experience to say that you don't know what you're looking at so let's teach children to not fear what they see let's teach them what that could be let's take the fear side off of them and more about education
0: yeah exactly and I think education is, is like the number one tool that that you know even as adults I think as adults you know a lot of mainstream well I'm gonna say like 99% of mainstream uh, media, you know, which includes books, movies, you know, TV shows, whatever that deal with with the supernatural, are always portrayed in a negative light. And it's re- so refreshing that yes, and so refreshing that that you know, there, there's people taking steps to actually go in the opposite direction of that, which is, I think, is a good thing. You know, and, and you know, I it, do too. And there's nothing wrong with a scary movie, but it, it just kids then get that imprinted on their in their minds and their little, you know, their their and they're quite easily molded, and and so if you you mm-hmm. start teaching them that these things are to be scary and, and to be feared, and, and sometimes they are, they justifiably are, but, you know, right. for the most part, though, not a lot of bad things happen when, when supernatural occurrences happen, so it, it's refreshing, is all I'm trying to say.
3: Yes, definitely. I mean, the media certainly does portray Sasquatch as this big, scary creature, and it might kill you or kill your pets, that's not really the way to go. I get it for the media aspect or movies and whatnot, like you said, but at some point you have to put real life in the middle.
0: Exactly, exactly. Do you have plans to like uh, release your book to libraries or to schools or anything like that?
3: I have donated some of my books to local libraries and one teacher in Canada reached out to me and said that she had bought the book and she wanted to use it in her classroom. So I thought that was very good. Oh awesome. And that was for young children.
0: That's very awesome. That's yeah. very, very cool. Very, very cool. And you know what is and before we go, uh, I just like I heard a one student in a at in a school here where I live, uh, actually did their they they had to pick one animal to do a presentation on and he picked this little boy picked a Sasquatch and <laughs> It, it's got a passing grade. so
3: <laughs> That's nice. Very yeah.
0: good. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a growing, um, movement, let, let's say that, you know, to, to normalize the Sasquatch. And I think it all, it's all culminating into the acknowledgement of their existence, but that's another, that's another subject for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so y- you have a Facebook page?
3: I do. It's under haunted in New York. Um, New York spelled out N E W Y O R K. Um,
0: what kind of stuff do you guys post on page? there?
3: I try to have just conversations with people about their experiences or what their thoughts are, and it's really still about education.
0: Oh, nice. Well, Shelley, I want to say thank you again for coming on. Um, I know you're a busy lady, and and I do appreciate the time, especially considering it's Easter weekend.
3: Oh, yes. How'd that slip my mind? <laughs> 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 well, I really appreciate you reaching out to me. This has been been very nice.
0: And, and for the listeners, just go down to the description. You'll find the links to where you can find Shelley's books and uh, not only the Bigfoot and Me book, but her other books. There'll be, uh, there'll be links in the description below. Definitely check that out and check out, uh, what was the Facebook page again? Haunted in New York? Yes. Yeah, so check out check her out on Facebook at Haunted in New York. It's a pretty cool site. I've actually liked it. So there's, you got some really neat stuff on there.
3: Yeah, a lot of different topics.
0: Yeah, a nice medley of different things. It's really cool. Well, Shelly, I want to say thank you again for coming on and taking the time. You're
3: welcome. And
0: for the listener, just hang in there. We're going to close out the show. Stay there. And we're back, everyone. We are back in time to pull the pin on another episode. I'm hoping you guys enjoyed that one. That was kind of fun because I had uh, a nice little mix of guests come on the show. You know, we had Shelly all the way over there in New York. We had Michelle all the way over there in Ontario. And Chris, well, you weren't that far. You were actually in, in Kamloops, not that far from where I'm located. So, <laughs> you know what? But, <laughs> okay, to you Americans, if the word Kamloops sounds funny to you. You know, it reminds you of Fruit Loops. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. (laughs) We've heard that before. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. But thank you guys. I I really do appreciate it. Um, One thing I want to get to before we, uh, we wrap up and get out of here though, is um, I didn't get a chance to talk about Shelley's com store. Um, If you go to com and you search for haunted in New York, um, her, her, her shop comes up. And one of the things she has in there is kind of like a cool little, uh, Bigfoot apparel type stuff. You know, there's a hoodies or shirts, um, mugs. Uh, what else is there? Um, kids t-shirts actually. So if you want to get your, your, your child, a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot shirt, then that's a place to go. But there's one thing that I really wanted to make note of is that she does have masks for sale and they do have like a little Sasquatch giving the peace sign and it's really kind of cute. Um, but the real benefit of it is that if you order one of these masks. Um for every uh one mask that is ordered through t public, t public will actually donate a medical grade mask to direct relief. So it it, it de- it's definitely helping out. So if you guys go to tpublic.com and you search for Haunted New York, uh her little shop comes up and just browse through it. It's all reasonably reasonably priced. Oh, I can say where it's good. <laughs> I, maybe not. Uh so but yeah, go give it a look. It, it's really cool. So uh and if you go on to amazon.com and amazon.ca which is canada uh and you just search for shelly brienza that's b r i e n z a or z a if you're in canada uh, her books will come up so give give those uh give those a look I, I really highly recommend you get any parents that who are really into the bigfoot community that really that want to give their kids just kind of Break them into the world of Sasquatch a little bit. I think children's books are the best way to do that. So, you go to Amazon, look up Shelly Brenza, and find her books and um, give them an order. It, it's a, uh, it, it's, I'm gonna say it's it's educational for children to uh, be learning about these creatures um, at a young age. So, uh, go have a look. See. Let's see. Having said that, I really think we should just push this button and see what's coming up on the next episode on the next episode of This Sasquatch Show. Brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot.
1: Uh, The corner of my eye, I saw something very large, dark, and bipedal moving in the opposite direction away from me. And I could hear it, too, crashing uh, through the, through the, the trees.
0: So tune in for that one. Uh we have Joe Schneider from Western New York Bigfoot Research Organization coming on and you know what it's already finished and recorded and uh and I'm just it, it's already in the chamber. I, I had so much fun talking to Joe. It was a great a great kind of one-on-one and it was it was amazing. So tune in for that one. You guys are going to love it. I promise you. Um you know what it's Easter weekend. Let's get out of here. Uh, uh if you guys are having dinner with your family, if you're doing whatever you're going to do, just be safe about it, please. Um, I know there's, a a lot of restrictions still in place and we're almost there. We are so close to being there. Yeah, I, I can taste it. I can virtually taste it. So just be safe out there. Okay. Okay, guys. And, uh, you know what? One more thing before we go. Uh, you know, let's stop fighting with each other. I'm getting so tired of people just attacking each other, especially on Facebook groups. I, I can't believe the, the, just the how mean people can be, it just, it's unreal sometimes, and it just, and especially now, and I understand people have frustrations, and there's all this other stuff, but you know what, taking it out on somebody else isn't making your life any better, so let's just try to be a little more kinder today, if we could, I know that sounds like a, like a, you know, cliche thing to say and do, but it it really is, I think right now, more than ever, we need to support each other, so, okay, well, there's my bleeding heart moment of the week, so I'm gonna get out of here, and uh, I will see you guys on the next one. Definitely tune in for the next one. I, I promise you, you're going to love it. So until then, talk to you guys later. Bye. It's oil.